0: There's this overstep sometimes in terms of boundaries, which Mm -hmm, we often mm -hmm. see. Sometimes as women, we are conditioned to control as a form of care. Wisdom and experience is such a blessing when it comes to navigating new territory.
1: There's some of you guys that are 60 and you be behaving like you're 16.
0: But hello and welcome to the Two My Sisters podcast. I'm Courtney and I'm Renee and we are your online sisters and hosts of the Two My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters around the world.
1: And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about intergenerational relationships. Boy, boy, boy. We're going to be talking about aunties. <sighs> We're going to be talking Respect Your Elders, yes. and we're talking about female friendships across the ages. Mm. I'm very excited nice, about nice, nice, this nice, one, nice. I can't lie to you. <laughs> Not me putting on my old Betty voice already, <laughs> I ain't even started. But no, I'm very excited for this episode, because I think it's something that we've alluded to, and yeah, we've had conversations yeah, yeah, about, yeah. and all that jazz, yeah, so for sure. very excited. But before we do get into that, we do have, as usual, a couple of housekeeping. housekeeping. We like keeping a clean, you we know clean home over here and the first is the tms book is still available oh it's out in the world outside in the world that's right something that me and courtney have poured our hearts and souls into and we want to thank you all for supporting continuing to support continuing to read it has literally given us so much joy just hearing about your positive experiences Diving into the book with your friends, so please keep it up. Mm-hmm. Please keep supporting. Please keep sharing as well. It's available mm-hmm. across multiple territories. Cough, cough. United States. Come on. Cough, cough. South Africa. Come on. And for the ladies in other international
0: territories, we're working. We are. We are. Please. We're we working. Continue to be patient. But that Thank doesn't
1: you. mean that you can't get a copy of the audio book. Yes,
0: Audible. Definitely go onto the Audible app or the Audible website Absolutely.
1: and just you know get on. Our- get our audio but. get all sentimental on what now nah, we well, love I to don't. see it so please please do get your copy and continue to support us and in terms of the next housekeeping announcement ladies summer is coming imminently fast it's really around the corner now isn't it <laughs> spring is basically on its way out the door yeah. soon was gonna be you know pina coladas in the sunshine we all love that jazz. to see it. Really do. absolutely cannot wait but sisters, if you want to party with the girls, but also if you want to connect with more like-minded women that are interested in cultivating those intimate female relationships, then you should join us on a To My Sisters experience. experience. Yes, in collaboration with the amazing Sorted Chalet. We women will be. Black to- women oh, but, uh, you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first, folks. But please, yes, do get plugged into one of our international experiences. We are going to Bali. We are going to Ghana. And we are going to South africa
0: not to mention we will be in the states very very soon oh, for, for all of the
1: babes in the oh, states get
0: ready for us get ready literally we are about to be all up in america you okay? know how you guys
1: have been complaining about us doing that american accent oh gosh you have golly gosh you, <laughs> prepare you have <laughs> prepared to be sick literally <laughs> ill chronic illness is in the building anyways god forbid um but please do get plugged into an international experience we would yeah. love to see your wonderful faces in person to have a great time and build those relationships i believe that's it for the housekeeping announcements so So we can get into the ding 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 dilemma let's get into it hi sisters hey friend i've been struggling to navigate for a lack of better words pretty girl tears I am 23 pursuing my master's degree and oh. I have never had a boyfriend ah. for the most part I understand why this has happened I had strict Nigerian parents I grew up in a predominantly white area and I'm also practicing abstinence so that knocks out a good chunk of candidates but even now that I'm older and not limited to most of these circumstances I still feel unsatisfied with my dating experiences mm. to be frank I feel used in most romantic situations mm. I feel like men just see me as a pretty object that is fun to talk to and waste time with but never enough to commit to. I don't see myself this way but when these are the only experiences you've ever known it makes you question what you know to be true. Mm. I found myself confusing attention with true companionship because attention is all I've ever received. I frequently even deactivate my social media accounts Mm. because I am tired of being objectified while trying to post a simple picture. I've considered changing the way I dress just so I could stop being sexualized. I know how much time and effort I've invested into growing myself as a person and I would like to believe I am a smart creative and kind woman Mm. but every dating experience has left me feeling more objectified empty and worthless I have prayed I have journaled I have tried finding resources but nothing seems to give language to my experience maybe I can't control being objectified but I don't want to feel empty anymore do you guys Uh,
0: have any advice oh sis I'm so sorry honestly I'm honestly so sorry. Um, I think number one, being 23 and never having had a boyfriend before is actually quite common and it's quite normal. Please don't think you are abnormal in some sense because you haven't experienced maybe a serious committed relationship um, as of yet. However, I would definitely say when it comes to being... A person on the dating market, Mm -hmm. you can attract absolutely anybody. Like that whole, you know, you would have to change how you dress, you would have to change how you put things out there, especially if your pictures are not suggestive. I think being a person who may, you know, be spiritual or, you know, a person of faith, um, I think you will already know how to put things out there for yourself which you are comfortable with Mm. right and so I don't think it's necessarily about policing what is already out there just knowing that when it comes to being light when it comes to being beautiful when it comes to being you know someone who has worked on themselves has a great personality you're gonna attract Absolutely anybody right. at this point because you are someone that people want to be around. I would definitely say what may help you at this stage of dating, especially if you know you want a serious relationship, is being more, um, getting better at weeding out people before they get a certain level of intimacy with you, where they would be able to hurt you, Mm, right? So I think knowing that people are sexualizing you, knowing that people objectifying you, as much as it can be uncomfortable and you should do certain things like muting, blocking, genuinely messaging people I will call the police (laughs) reporting (laughs) jail yeah to be like hey 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 you can't talk to me this way and Mm. I, I will restrict your access to my social media posts or to my profile so that you don't continue to you know display this behavior um I think within dating circumstances as much as we are looking for somebody we also want to be looking for the right person right and so you do have to kind of filter through who is actually ready to be in the sort of relationship that I want to be in not just who is showing me attention who I'm actually attracted to but who is actually ready to pursue what I am trying to pursue here and I think that comes with asking I'm sure you're already doing it but asking the necessary questions and making sure that people's actions align with that right and really not giving people a certain level of access to your time and your energy um and your availability until they have really committed to you in that way. I think going on dates with people is nice. Talking to them and getting to know them is really nice, but doing it in low stake environments, like Mm. going to get a coffee, maybe going to get a light lunch, something that is very like, I'm still very much investigating you. I'm very much still interviewing you and I am guarding my heart and I am shielding myself by keeping you at some kind of distance that doesn't mean we can't be cordial and friendly but we are very much in the phase of dating with wisdom right and that wisdom comes with boundaries and so allowing people to not have access to being to using you in that way and I'm not I'm not trying to blame you as a person I'm just saying if you've noticed this trend in your life it may be worth redrawing some people's access to you and the things that you give in the dating or the talking stage so that people aren't taking as much from you compared to how much they're actually putting into the relationship with you and how much effort that they are showing you. Um, I would say that when you are young and you're navigating the dating space, especially if you are looking for something quite serious at a young age, you may also be dating in a pool which is quite limited, number one, but also just you're at a stage where maybe your peers are not thinking at the same level you are. And Absolutely. like you said, it already your dating pool is already restricted because you're abstinent or, you know, you're looking for something in particular. And so it may be worth exclusively dating in pools of people, you know, are looking for that same thing. Now, girl, especially, for example, I'll use us. As Christian women, you would think, OK, I'm abstinent. <laughs> I love the Lord and wait. I'm dating to marry so I'll date Christian men sometimes Christian men they do the same thing you're doing it's quite confusing um so I'm not saying this to say it's going to solve all of your problems yeah but I am saying it to say it does increase your options by a marginal amount but that marginal (laughs) amount may be where your husband's at I'm just going to say that. <laughs> um and, and even if you're not dating to marry per se because we do also encourage that when you're dating you take a bit of the pressure off mm. at the dating phase so that you can just be getting to know people the thing that you need to remind yourself on constantly is the people who you are dating are not a reflection of your character they become a f- reflection of your character when you decide to give them access to your intimacy mm. because that's you you have opened the door right so then the question and I'm not talking about the door of your legs please before people hey. think I'm using this metaphor to shame women yeah who have for sex. sure yeah, yeah. no I'm saying it in the sense that when we when we talk about boundaries we often talk about it here we've talked about it in other interviews boundaries are a gate right but we assess the person standing on the other side of the gate to say do I want to let you into my house and the person anyone can come to your gate i don't know if you've mm. ever seen sometimes you go to your door and you look through the people and you're like why are you standing so close to my door go away <laughs> anyone can you know, come to your shady gate looking people and when they're looking at the literally keyhole. like that was me all the time i hear one small nose i'm running to that keyhole to see he was standing outside that door um but anyone can come and stand outside that your door so funny. anyone can come and stand <laughs> outside the gate it's not a reflection of you who comes and right, stands right. outside that's your a, gate. Do you get what for. I mean? Yeah, no. Yeah. The reflection on you is who are you letting in that gate, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes mm-hmm. it's not just we're letting people in, maybe we are deceived by their uniform. That's Absolutely. why they always tell you when someone comes to your door and they're like, hey, I'm from so so and so. They're like, show me your identification. Absolutely. I want to make sure that just because you're wearing a nice uniform or a coordinated set, that you're actually from where you say you're going from. So I think it's for us knowing that okay, who we let in is a reflection of our judgment Absolutely. as people. And um, but also Doing the inspection and the due diligence to make sure that we are letting in people who are who they say they are. Now, there is still a chance that somebody can get in who are showing you all the identification who is not who they actually said they were. The drill now is how quickly can you call the police or right, how quickly right, can right. you kick right. them out? Right. Do you get what I mean? Or how quick are your defense mechanisms to get them gone? And so it's not to say that this is a foolproof plan that can protect you from heartbreak ever again. Um, if anyone has the answer to that, please leave it in the comments down Honestly. below. because we can all benefit from knowing that love is not a foolproof thing sometimes we experience really hard times and it could be a way of protecting you to make sure that you don't date at at, you don't date people who don't want to date you Um, and sometimes that singleness is a hard pill to swallow mm. but sometimes it is the best way to protect yourself from heartbreak that until i meet somebody who's on the same wave as me i'm not going to date or i'm not going to maybe not date but be in a relationship with someone who will make me settle Absolutely. or who will make me feel in a a way that i don't want to feel objectified um sexualized just treated or looked at in a way that I don't want to be treated or looked at Um, and embracing that time of you know what you're young you are beautiful and continuing that journey of self-discovery as well as dating with a bit less pressure but with a lot of wisdom may be a really fun season for you to experience hopefully anyway what would you say
1: cool that was comprehensive i really enjoyed that i I really enjoyed that i love the metaphor around the gate and because there's really some weirdos that be outside (laughs) i think what's important about what you said was highlighting that oftentimes the reception that you get as a woman Mm. is not necessarily your fault yes and i think that's an important just narrative that we have in society where we blame women for the types of suitors Mm. that are within their dating pool um but ultimately it is your choice as to whether you want to entertain those suitors and how quickly you can get them out if they're not the suitor for you. So I absolutely adore that. Um, and I think even as your, I think the, um, tagline for this dilemma was pretty girl tears. Mm. And I know that when we have conversations on pretty privilege and the reception from men, it can be really easy for us to trivialize the experiences of women that are conventionally attractive yeah, who are or tend to get a lot of male attention. And I think it goes to show that it's really important that we allow women the varieties of different experiences within womanhood. Right. right. I think there's so many ways that we can be conventionally attractive or we can get unwanted sexual attention and i think the onus is often disproportionately put on women to police ourselves to police the way that we look um whether it is a reflection of you know just the way that we like to dress or just a reflection of the way that we are perceived in Mm. society as an attractive person Mm. so i don't want you to feel as though this is a trivial thing that you're going through as well because it can be quite tempting to feel like oh man this is this is an awkward thing to share because i don't want to come across as I'm doing too much and I don't want to come across as one of those like pick me babes where mm-hmm. look at me that I'm getting so much male attention and men like me and they want to have sex with me. That in of itself is an issue because as somebody that is looking for a serious relationship that transcends sex for you, um, this is a real problem. And I'm yeah. sure it's a real problem that is a lot more common to women that you mm-hmm. than you think, right? Like the desire for companionship and the desire to be with someone while simultaneously having to bat off the fact that people actually want you for less savory um Mm. relations um quite quickly but yeah I definitely agree insofar as articulating your boundaries as soon as possible and being very very clear with your intentions and ensuring that your actions um reflect that as well is really Mm -hmm. important so if you say you're looking for a serious relationship and if you are you know a woman that is abstinent being very upfront about that as soon as possible and not compromising as Mm -hmm. well i know that there are you know women for example that find themselves in situations where they have to negotiate those boundaries because they're looking for companionship and hoping that in relaxing your boundaries or in relaxing um the way that you behave you'll be able to force or compel Mm -hmm. a man to meet you halfway so just recognizing that that you don't have to like change your boundaries Absolutely. or whatnot that you can stand firm in being a woman that is abstinent a woman that wants a relationship that transcends mm-hmm. sexual activity mm-hmm. um, and a woman that is willing to wait as well because mm. as Courtney said you're quite young girl and it's okay to not have had a boyfriend at this age it's not a mandatory rite of passage for girls or women at all there are women that have been abstinent for many many years before you and there are many women that will be abstinent for many years after you and many women that you know by their own choice and by their own volition, don't actually get into romantic relationships. That is okay. This is not the seminal target or the seminal representation of the female experience. It is not at all. So it's okay to wait. It's okay to take your time, especially because you've identified that this is something that you really want. So stick to your guns and don't allow yourself to feel either internalized shame about mm, that, but also the shame externalized that you can get from friends or society or from the men that you interact with. Um, And also don't be too disheartened by the interactions that you've had with men as well girl i know if i had a pound in fact if i had a penny for every interaction that was negative that a woman has had with a man man maybe i'll be able to buy the only good men (laughs) the crops (laughs) the good crops and then we can you know share them out distribute them somehow do you know what i mean so don't think that this is something that is your burden to carry Mm, and that you're mm, going to be mm, alone mm. forever or that you won't come across good men there are really good men out there and it's not even necessarily about finding good men but finding men that are aligned with you and your values there will be men that are aligned with your values that Mm, are out there and it will take some time to suss out those men and it will take some that is the nature of dating right it is the inspection it is the is this what I'm looking for? It is kind of like going shopping. You have to go Literally. and look for your clothes until you find one that you like, and even then, that you have fits. to try it on a little bit to see if it fits, if it works for you. Does this color look nice with mm. my skin? Is you know, all these price different. Range. Things. Is it? is it in my price range (laughs) have i budgeted accordingly (laughs) for it do you know what what i mean (laughs) all these kind of things that you have to do so please try um not to feel too disheartened try and enjoy the dating process where you can um and stick firm to your boundaries because sis you will find your good man Mm. you will find the man that Mm. is aligned with your your values Okay. You and you definitely that. don't need to compromise on your essential values yeah. in order to find that man. For sure.
0: When you find him, please invite us to the wedding. I like parties. No, Jolof. please. could you, No. I guys. Like okay. Less.
1: Guys. We really
0: enjoy. Like parties. Yeah. Like, it's I don't know if it's. The, um, a little shake a leg. Do you, you know, a know what I mean? Like,
1: wow. if you guys actually just wanted to invite us to things, we'll show up, you know, like. Just let us know if oh you're having a celebration, we'll be there. Oh, we'll even be in the middle. Come on, yes, girl. If don't you need think us to that bring, we're serious, because we see on this podcast, I'm screaming, nah, 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 don't, nah. Scream it. don't be thinking we're serious people. Nah. We'll come and bring those pies and those like baked goods and whatnot, guys. We're going to the states. In fact, my request, ladies, we're coming to the states. Yeah, you guys that can make like pies, send us an invitation. Mm. Pies, and do you have any requests?
0: I don't eat food from
1: strangers, but. <laughs>
0: I just wanted to fit that up there. Do you know how funny that is? I don't want to be rude.
1: <laughs> that <There> was me <laughs> taking the sister <laughs> two parts. Have you watched yeah, the hell? Guys, let's have but No.
0: You haven't watched the hell? No. Okay, so there's a scene in there with pie. When you watch it, let me know. <gasps> I know somebody
1: got poisoned or killed. I don't know. No.
0: Somebody gave um one of the maids gave their ex-boss a pie made out of their own feces. Did he eat it? Yes. And they, no, it was a she and she enjoyed it. She was like, mm i miss your pie and she was standing there looking at her like if you actively
1: no, if you actively hate me but i haven't mistreated anyone <laughs> <Courtney>. <laughs> i
0: just want my sweet potato pie no i love your faith in humanity
1: man man i'm hoping in the sisterhood but you never in know the sisterhood actually. we trust anywho um forget the pie maybe we can go out <laughs> maybe we can go to an establishment ah, go. Okay. let's go to an Recommend establishment. some pie places well sisters that are listening from the states please <laughs> recommend food places because we have our list of places that we want to, yeah. go to. But please recommend some food places thank yes. you god bless
0: oh actually we should we're thinking about it's not all confirmed um but you know evil eye look away <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: not devil <Can laughs> just blind Can me we? blinded for a second close your ears <laughs> we're
0: looking to go to new york dallas mm-hmm New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. Is that it? I think Three. that's it. Yeah, yeah there yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. Or we might just make a few stops around depending on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you've got any food places that we must hit up, yeah. please let us know yeah, in yeah, the comments yeah, below. Yeah,
1: yeah. Anyway, sister, sending you love and light, my beautiful, beautiful, pretty girl. You ain't just pretty, you beautiful. You're
0: beautiful. You beautiful. Inside and gorgeous, out. Gorgeous, gorgeous.
1: But moving on to the creme de la creme. Mm. Speaking of pie. <laughs> moving on to the
0: the meat of the pie yeah yeah you ain't been aya in a while though i'll give it to you you did pause for a second you did
1: i did that was um what do you call it maturity Mm. it's the Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. Mm. um moving on to the meat of the pie Mm. Today I wanted to have a conversation on intergenerational relationships in women's community because I think that we often have conversations laterally, Mm -hmm. and we Mm -hmm. also have Mm -hmm. conversations, you know, speaking to the younger sisters. But I think what's really important is to actually address our relationships with older women or women that have come before us, and just the kind of dynamics that we can often have in these communities with older women. Now, for many of us, we've had lots of positive interactions with women that are older than us or at you know different stages. And I'm not even necessarily talking about our parents, yeah. right? Because we can often default to our mothers. I'm also I'm also speaking about our you know aunties um formal and informal aunties depending on on what culture you're You're from from. you know um female friends of like your mother or like your aunties can also be called aunties Mm -hmm. um also just older women in the workplace for example older women in communities because i think even as we're cultivating this sisterhood community it's Mm -hmm. really important to recognize and pay homage to these relationships but also do the awkward stuff work of talking about some of the negatives of this that's good. dynamic yeah, right that's i true. i think about the podcast episode we did a way back when monique was talking about you know giving some advice to younger mm, women that want to be wearing their bonnets outside yeah. and i think about um there's some things on twitter recently about like older women telling younger women that they no longer respect aunties and elders and all that and wow. all sorts of folks coming yeah, at yeah, them yeah. left right and center and drag one thing about aunties please if you're listening Anyone can get it on the internet. Unfortunately, Ooh, like it's actually, not, a, p- not no, a little disclaimer. Before anyone, you can listen to it, it anyone, anyone can get it anyone it's not even. It's not even me saying I'm going to smoke you up. I'm saying that just on the internet. The internet. <laughs> move with caution. There's no um, respect. Move for with caution. Saying. So I guess I I wanted to start by talking about the positives. Yeah, I suppose yeah. I wanted to start this positively around what are the benefits of resting in the wisdom of older Mm. women what are the benefits of having slightly older women or women that are a bit ahead whether in their in their career family life all that kind of stuff yeah why is it necessary for us to have these pools or these resources or these kinds of people in a sisterhood community oh
0: man i think like it's twofold for me um one there's The ability to look at somebody's story and to gain so much wisdom from it, whether they've gained the wisdom or not, because some of some of some people go through stuff and they don't learn the lesson. But you as an observer can easily identify, Okay, I don't want to go through this Mm. or actually I want to live my life like this. And I think it's so beautiful to see whether it be examples or cautionary tales. It's lovely to have a reference point to kind of look to as a case study of why you want to live your life in a certain way and the women who have gone before us serve as a really good examples yeah. of whether it be motherhood marriage work um, you know life work grinding money making money like you know whether it be in the ways we see it now or in their ways you know my grandma used to sell fish in a market sis was an entrepreneurial woman Mm -hmm, she was a hustler you know but even being able to look at that and see how you know hard she worked and how she was able to provide for her six kids is very inspirational to me Mm -hmm. so having that insight into somebody's story who has gone ahead of you and you know is a bit ahead of you in life um helps you to kind of get some blueprints if you will but then the other thing is having somebody's guidance And somebody who exists as a testament of the fact that the things that you are going through presently have Mm. actually are actually not new. Mm. I think a lot of us can get overwhelmed by our challenges and our struggles because we think they are unique and new to us. And it's like, baby, there is nothing new under the sun. And if you actually looked at the women in your life, you'd be able to see they went through the same thing too. I remember when I got diagnosed with PCOS and as much as I was upset, that was only now I was hearing about it. My mom was like, oh, I went through like something very similar Mm. with my hormones and my fertility and it was being able to then hold on to hope that okay but my mom has kids i'm one of them you know so in that time i was very much you know scared the first thing that came to my mind was oh my gosh i'm never going to be able to have kids but then here i am looking at a woman who has kids you know i mean and thankfully this is one one of them (laughs) one of them is me i'm a testament to the fact that this thing can actually be overcome Mm -hmm. and so that then gave me a lot of hope to say as much as courtney this thing feels is new to you it is not new full stop and so there is testimonies of it being overcome and those testimonies actually live with you mm. or they're around you and you can go to them to ask them how did it feel when you were fighting this battle mm. how did you overcome it and also to the women in your life who may have been you know down bad from right, the battles they right. went through it's also to see that they were down they learned that they took the Ls they are there to tell the tale and i think what's beautiful about having older women around a- a- Um, around you whether they are old or they're actually closer to your age but they've just you know found themselves a few stages ahead of you is you can go to them and say how did you do this Mm. right like how did you navigate this how did you go through xyz how did you go through childbirth how did you go through um getting through university how did you navigate your faith how did you navigate your glowing and growing journey right it's the reason why so many young women also look to us because it's like you've gone through what I'm currently going through and I need you to help me kind of come off the edge of thinking that this thing is impossible or that it will overcome me. And I think that's a beautiful thing. You have access to wisdom and experience is such a blessing when it comes to navigating new territory because somebody can stand by your side or at least coach you into saying step here, don't step here. As annoying as it can be sometimes, sometimes we get upset when our parents say, I told you so. But it's like, baby, I told you so. And I told you for a reason. (laughs) I've been here before and I think sometimes in our arrogance, we all, because we are exposed to a lot of information and knowledge now, we think that we can navigate life way better than people who have come right, before right, us, right. which may be true in some instances. But then there is also, I remember when we were talking about wisdom and we were saying how sometimes one plus one is not two, right? And it's like some people have walked through life and can easily turn around and tell you, I know you read those books and it's all cute, but life doesn't actually work out that way. Right. And having women who have been through life already or been through certain experiences, experiences um, and have that maturity that Mm. comes with it to inform you definitely helps you and it also you know it's, it's women who and this is why we get the contention because sometimes women who have been through stuff don't act with the same compassion which they would have wished they had, right? But at the same time, they've actually been through the stuff that we are going through. Um, And thankfully there are some women who, or loads of women who can be mentors to us, who can be compassionate in saying, I know it's frustrating. I know it's annoying. I know that it is challenging, but you will make your way through it. And this is how you navigate it. And that can also breed a whole bunch of comfort Mm. and that comfort can breed sisterhood. I love that.
1: Oh, Courtney, what a word. And sending all the love to all of our slightly older ladies or uh, the ladies that have mentored what? us. Honestly, they have been so pivotal just in being a helpmate. I think there's something so beautiful about supporting someone mm. from a place of love but mm. also supporting them from a place of experience yeah. right love and experience it's a I am doing this because I love you but it's also good for you because I have the experience I of it experience. and when I think of like for example my career like certain opportunities were made possible by people that were older than Literally. me like I never would have thought of for example a, like even thinking of applying to Harvard mm. if I didn't have shout out to Marie Therese absolutely Yay, love her she's MC. probably gonna listen to this like oh my god you're shouting me out and <laughs> is she in love with that woman yeah people like her people like fiona people that i had literally just a little bit older than me that i had seen go through it but also supported me through it as well so so pivotal but when i think of like other areas of my life when i think of like aunties that had supported me like emotionally or Mm -hmm. had given me advice even like aunties that are not necessarily related by blood like folks within my church community coming in clutch clutch with the wisdom the experience the I don't know if you. I don't know if you guys have ever had these kind of moments, but it's like when an auntie
0: knows that you're going through something, mm. and they're like, "Can I just talk to you yeah. for a second? <laughs> I think we need to talk. I, I think literally we happened, talk. had it happen to me this morning. It was like, it was "Oh, like, you were right thinking on, on me. time." I was just
1: thinking about you. I Was yeah. like, "Oh, I was just praying for you." or Something like that. <laughs> something like, like that. Oh, baby, we need to talk. <laughs> and then it's literally like you start bawling or you start. Oh, and it's a how release. You know it's and I think, release? think there's
0: such a a strength and a grace right. um and something that is almost just there's such a beauty in mothering it is right not not just a being thing. a mother but actually mothering right, somebody right. and giving them an environment where they can be vulnerable and they can say I actually need somebody to guide me because I think on this glowing and growing journey, especially as women mm. and especially with the pressures that rest mm-hmm, on us, mm-hmm. we can sometimes feel this need to be perfect. Yeah. And I think one thing is that is beautiful about going to older women, if they give you the privilege of it and create the right environment is you can say, I actually, this womanhood thing, I don't know. I actually don't know how to navigate this with all yeah. the pressures that are coming from all these different directions. And it's so nice to know you can literally rest in the bosom of someone who knows what it is you are feeling. and who really gets it and Mm. has has really kind of been blessed with the ability to just care for you and it's not even just the care that comes with you know the stereotypical uh, stereotypical femininity we hear about but it's just a genuine desire to love and a right. genuine desire to nurture and see something be able to reach its full potential through constant nurturing and the affection that comes with that yeah. even if the affection sometimes is chastisement mm-hmm. or sometimes is discipline it's still coming from a place of love but even in that you need to know you're in the bosom of someone you are safe with. absolutely and that's literally the, the thing that was in my mind was safety
1: Right, yes. this notion of safety there's a safety in being in the arms of your mother yeah. or a caregiver or Someone be. with a me- I mean there should be. We'll get onto that in a second. <laughs> Don't worry, dear yes, the, the, there the other side be. of this, this podcast. But I think even the representation of older women is yes. so important because just thinking about societal narratives around a woman's worth, right? Being very much um intertwined with her youthfulness. Yeah. I think there's something so wonderful about having your grandmas or your mothers or your aunties still, you know, living up, living it up, living their lives, like yeah. going traveling. There's so many people in my network that like. There's one babe that I know that's like in her 40s and 50s. She's out here traveling the world, living her best life. And equally there's other people that you know have settled down and have a family and mm. have been married for 20 years, mm. but actually having access to that wisdom and representation of life at that point because I don't know what it is, but for women it's almost like a you hit a specific age and then nobody's checking for you They're again irrelevant. in society. You're irrelevant or you're not hip and popping. Whereas for men we have the opposite where the older you get, the more established you get, the mm. more like desirable, yeah. you become and all that. So and I think the more wise it's you're
0: assumed to be. Exact
1: Oh, even though uh, there's some of you guys that are 60s and you be behaving like you're 16. But <laughs> there was even oh, I need to send it to you. I saw a IG video of a guy that is identifying as like a 45 year old and he's like 70 something. Oh, I
0: saw. Hmm.
1: Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think the representation <laughs> is just so important yes. because it gives you something to hope for and live for yeah. beyond the. Established markers yeah, of female success, success, right? Like beyond the... What does life look like as a woman beyond the kids? Yeah. What does life look like um, when you get to that stage yeah. where you're going through menopause? Yeah. What does life look like when you're going through, you know, even some really hard stuff, yeah. right? Maybe going through time. grief. Like I know people that have been widowed, for example, or people that have been through mis- miscarriages. Yeah. What does life look like beyond? And I feel like a lot of like women that are older yeah. give us the beyond. What yeah. does life look like That's beyond? Good. Can I thrive beyond? Yeah. Um. So, absolutely love that but coming on to the more unsavory (sighs) parts because with every relationship and with every kind of community Mm. issue that we want to deal with there's the more difficult and challenging Mm. conversations to be had Mm. and i for one can definitely speak to my experience of having negative relationships with women that are older than me especially as a kid um definitely things related to how i looked or Mm. the way that i engaged with other people or just Lots of different things that really impacted my self-esteem. And I think there's a lot of women that can attest to having negative relationships with elder women, whether it is the charges of jealousy or narcissism or just being downright mean. I would love for you, Courtney, to talk to me a bit about your thoughts and your experiences with older women that can sometimes be a bit negative or challenging, but then also how we can challenge it and how we can start to uproot those kind of things because oftentimes when we're engaging with like elders there can be those stereotypes or cultural differences that form barriers um when we are trying to trying to communicate or resolve these issues um so yeah talk to me a little bit about your thoughts
0: i think what can be challenging and even as for example we have sisterhood where we are peers right and sometimes we're even tempted to fall into this where it's When you are a woman present in another woman's life as a sister or as a mentor or a mother, you're there to kind of guide, but the temptation can be to control. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of what we have seen that has caused resistance is there is almost no room left for failure or no room left for diversion from what they assume to be what should be done, right? And I think as women, there are so many expectations placed on us in wider society, which are then perpetuated more and policed by other women, especially older women, right? So making sure that we Adhere to more traditional cultural standards in whatever culture you're in is oftentimes the responsibility of the older women in our community because they are considered the caregivers mm-hmm. and the ones who pass down the norms and the values and the morals, Absolutely. right? And so I think for a lot of older women, it can sometimes be seen as a bad reflection on their character and on their capacity for you as their daughter or their niece to fail, mm-hmm. or for you as their daughter or their niece to be the rebel, right? Or to be the one who was not necessarily a deviant, but deviated from Mm. the cultural norm. And so I think because of that, because they feel as though their self-worth and their name and their... competence to some degree or success as a mother or mothering figure is on the line they then police you more than they would say your male counterparts Mm. right they then police you way more and they kind of use you as the badge of honor and that then leads to a sense of control and I think it it becomes unhealthy when it's no longer about love and also when there is an inability to have an, an a healthy discourse and an open discourse about why it's manifesting in this way. Right. And I think a lot of us experience, I wouldn't say the hatred, um, dislike the dislike for aunties the way we do because it seems they are unwilling to converse with us as yeah. women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I think one thing that's beautiful sometimes about people who are not in your family or do not have that sense of familiarity of having known you from a child, like the women you're describing who you've met through professional settings or professional networks, is. There's a distance that allows them to honor you as a person Mm, and as an adult. That's good. Whereas with the aunties and the family friends, it's like, I wiped your nappies, right? But I'm no longer a baby. Right, right. You know, or, oh, you know, I used to make you food. I used to pick you up from school, but I'm no longer in school. I'm grown. And there's an unwillingness to actually allow you to grow. And Mm. it's so, it's almost almost an oxymoron that you would nurture someone and then be shocked by their growth yeah yeah do you know what i mean i'd yeah. be shocked by their maturity and i think what a lot of uh, women in our lives have demonstrated to us is a level of independence and isn't a, le- a level of the ability to speak their mind mm-hmm. like i remember when um, like growing up people would be like oh you know women they struggle to be really outspoken and stuff. I was like, I didn't grow up in a family of women where women were scared to be outspoken. In fact, that's where I got in my fact, big mouth were, from. Yeah, 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 <laughs> out here speaking. But oftentimes it was my big mouth that got me in trouble mm. with the women who choked, trained me in this because I wasn't saying what they wanted me to say. Yeah. And so I think there's a level of control that can sometimes be bred that says that you are my badge of honor. You are my the proof of me being successful at mothering. And if it doesn't manifest in this specific way, I'm mm-hmm. not going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of abuse that position yeah. of authority in your life whether they are your mother or your auntie. To then keep you in check. And that's what then causes resistance. The fact that they are policing you now. It's no longer about guiding me. It's literally about being my PO. You're literally on my neck. Not constable, are Yeah, literally. You're literally <laughs> on my neck for things that I didn't even say I wanted, yeah. right? And I then also think there's this overstep sometimes in terms of boundaries, Mm -hmm, which we often mm -hmm. see because people think they can have an opinion or say about every aspect of our life. And I think what's beautiful about setting a boundary when it comes to the mentors that we have and stuff is I I come to you for the things I ask for. The things that I haven't given you access to Don't talk on them. Wrap it up. Unless I give you access to something by inviting your advice in, don't speak on it. Don't dictate on it. Don't, you know, lay out all your expectations and make your expectations rules for my life. This is, on me Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and also compartmentalizing and say i have a woman who speaks into my relationships Mm -hmm, and gives me advice mm -hmm, on that mm -hmm. but she may not be the same woman who talks about my finances and that's actually okay but it seems like the women who may have that sense of over familiarity with us want to know everything about everything and then that's when the the whole suspicion Mm -hmm. and wanting to be extremely private starts to set in um yeah what do you think
1: i absolutely love everything that you said especially just how sometimes as women we are conditioned to control as a form of care yeah and it's unfortunate because it's manifest in the way that we interact with other women as opposed to the way that we interact with men right and i think it's almost a result of that, right? Because many of us as women are penalized but also powerless in all of these situations in other interactions. This is the one domain where a lot of women have power yes. and that's over other women, women. and that's over 100%. younger women sometimes. 100%. And I think it's such a shame because this really could be a source of breaking that cycle. And I think it's unfortunate, but it is very much a result of a cycle that's been perpetuated, right? So a lot of people that we see as older than us or aunties that are older than us, um, have similarly gone through a lot of the things that we've gone through, yeah. right? And that's why we're able to engage with them so well on some occasions, but equally on other occasions, they become the very perpetuators of the cycles that we are trying to yeah. escape from. And I think it's very much because of that disempowerment in so many different spaces and so many different relationships. Um, and I think also because... The thing about culture is it's something that is very well ingrained in people, mm-hmm. right? We often hear our ah, tradition and culture yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And I think the pace with which things are changing right now in the present really is rapidly undermining anything that we have seen in the past, right? In terms of changes, technological changes, social changes, all that kind of stuff. That's... When I think of like my mother's generation and what they had access to then versus what they have access to yeah. now massive transformations but in terms of how quickly their culture can catch up difficult whereas for us it feels like we are naturally more reactive and naturally more prone to changes and and differences and acclimatizing to things more quickly it's the constant trying to negotiate with folks that tend to be very set in their ways that can be really really difficult and it's something that I find personally difficult because you want people to change but you want, they don't want aunties to change. to change or you want you know this lady to change or you want say your parent to be on your side yeah. but it's hard to get their buy-in because they are literally they've been programmed this is what they've grown up in this is what right and wrong is for them so it's the difficulty of negotiating that fine line between understanding and Mm. empathy but also accountability and change and it's hard especially when you are in the role of what they perceive as inferior yeah it's like why are you now speaking up out of turn and i think that's often something that we hear right when we challenge or we engage with folks that are older than us it's like where did you get that mouth from or where did you get all of this uh you know confidence yeah, from to yeah, challenge yeah, me yeah. and I think what would be really beautiful moving forward is can we find spaces or opportunities for us to still hold older women accountable mm. but honor them for the wisdom that they yeah. have because I think as a result of that what's the word obstinence like yeah. they're like as a result of them holding fast yeah. we are getting a lot of women who are very closed off. Yes. A lot of women that are very unnecessarily private. Yeah. A lot of women that are distrustful of Mm. other women, not just their aunties. It started with the aunties. It started with the older women. And now we're distrustful of our female friends. We're distrustful of even our kids. And it's so unfortunate that these kind of things reperpetuate over time when we have the opportunity to break them now with the people that we have with us. And I think that's even a temptation for a lot of us that are younger.
0: We're going to do better when we get our opportunity. Will we? And also what will cause us to. Right. Right. Because you can't just hope your way into being better. You have to work it out. And that means actually grappling with the things that you've seen and how you interact with it. And also getting to the root cause of why it existed in the first place. Um, And what came to my mind is I think where a lot of older women may have gone wrong with us. They've gone right in many areas. Many. But where they may have gone wrong is and where we as people go wrong in yeah. general in our relationships is we, when we are not in agreement with something, we begin to withhold our support of the person, right. right? So you're making this choice, which I do not agree with. And you're with perfectly within your right to say, I don't agree with that, right? In my experience, based on my life perspective, I actually don't agree with the decision you're about to make or the way you conducted yourself, but it doesn't make me withdraw my support of you. And I think a lot of us have been privy to a condition mm. and a conditional love and a conditional mm. sisterhood mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is very much if you obey me right i'll support you oh, but God. if you don't obey me i'm gonna withdraw that support and i think that's where that performative performativity of femininity mm. and performativity of womanhood comes into play mm-hmm. because it's like well if i don't perform according to what people desire of me even if it contradicts my own desires for myself, they will withdraw their support Mm. of me and I will be an outcast, right? And oftentimes, as much as we talk about patriarchy princesses and pick me's and stuff, not only do we seek the validation of men, we actually seek the validation of other women, especially those older than us. For them to say, as much as we're saying, no, I don't care what auntie say, I don't care what people say. Actually, them speaking against us actually causes a lot of, not only harm to our morale and has been the source of a lot of trauma, but also makes life a bit harder. for us right imagine how hard it is to have aunties constantly speaking about you or your mom not in support of the decisions that you're going to make or the mentors in your life saying you know what we take our hands off of you it must actually make life a lot Mm. harder and so because we seek the support of these women we often seek to be in agreement with them constantly Mm. which either has us well most times has us bending our standards has us bending rather than them bending and I, I love that you mentioned with relationships, it is a constant negotiation, right? But oftentimes it feels like because of our age, we do not have the leverage, to negotiate absolutely and it's like actually you do have the leverage to negotiate because at some point in adulthood you have to admit that you are a grown woman and you have as much on the line as someone else and this is why for me one thing that greatly repaired my relationship with the older women in my life is if we can't have a conversation about this we're not going to talk at all right if we can't sit down level-headed and you not throw you shouting at me, me shouting at you, like us actually speaking to each other like adults that respect each other. As much as we are not the same age, we are both grown. Mm-hmm. We are both grown. And also, you've lived your life. I'm trying to live mine. <sighs> but I mean, so that, many women are trying to live through the younger women that liter- are. Yeah. Literally living vicariously through other women. Yeah, no, you, you had, had your time. time. <laughs> you had your turn is my turn this is my turn, this now. Is my turn now you scuppered it literally <laughs> <scuppering>. <laughs> but literally and that's also another thing that breeds a lot of contention right i would want you to do it like this but when you had the chance to do it you didn't do it and it's it like funny
1: that. because it's normal for us as like children or as younger folk to want the appeasement or the validation yes. of older people but in order to get it it means we must live a life that is not authentic to us yes and that's how the cycle continues to be exactly. perpetuated because we are literally living the life of those before us and then the opportunity that we get to live we the life. Rob it that from we our want. children. Rob it from our And kids. it's
0: it's like that. and um, I don't know if you guys have heard of like black tax, right? You have yeah, yeah, yeah. but like black tax where it's like you gotta take care of your family. Because they took care of their family. And it's like, but at some point, we can't just keep taxing those who come after us to take care of us because we gave it to someone who maybe deserved it, but wasn't actually the right person to give it to. Your duty as the person in the elder position, if you want the respect, is to pour down and not to expect something to come back up. You're meant to just take pride in the fact that you poured down and it actually bared fruit. Do you get what I mean? It actually bared fruit that now other people who Still come standing, after can eat of it. Barely, barely breathing, breathing, but, but it there, there was a sprout. There was a sprout. There was a sprout.
1: The one bit of of sprout that but came the, out. The
0: joy of it, and and it's the selflessness that mm. comes with being a mother or a mentor mm. that says, you know what, I'm not doing this so you can give something back to me. I'm doing this because. It's the responsibility that comes with the role. Do you get what I mean? And the the payment or the reciprocation is not pound for pound. It's seeing you thrive, right? And it's the same thing with sisterhood. What do you get from having sisters? Seeing them thrive, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Seeing them happy and constantly having that cycle of them pouring into me. But the beauty of being an older woman is you're about to die soon. You don't really need much. You've already had your pouring into hopefully let's be flipping honest you've gone through your life right Mm. it's not necessarily about what you're receiving it's about what you can leave on earth Mm. and deposit as a legacy and sisterhood or mentorship is a legacy that you leave um so yeah i I think it can be techie but it's so worthwhile as long as you're doing it with women who they themselves are also on a glowing and growing journey
1: aunties are you guys gonna hop on the glowing and growing journey with us are it? you plugged into the sisterhood but honestly ah, man we might have to do another part, part where we two. Talk, yeah part two because this is juicy because we need to even go into narcissistic older women oh uh, this is a whole series basically bring on the aunties bring on the older women and the younger women so <laughs> <laughs> sisters please (laughs) drop it like it's hot in the comments below we would love to hear your controversial takes on the intergenerational Mm. engagement Mm. what do you think about the aunties also older women like yo you guys
0: are around too so please we want to hear and we will be respectful here this corner of the internet we have we have if respect. you're disrespectful we're policing 100%. the only thing we police oh, is those comments let me tell you people
1: cannot disrespect auntie not even some of us are referring us to us as auntie and then disrespected us at the same time stop, stop it stop that stop it um so we'd love to hear your thoughts love to hear your takes what needs to change what have been positive um about the influences of older women in your life where are there some areas that we need to do a little bit of fine-tuning and tweaking drop it like it's hot but sisters we have come to the end of that podcast episode and as always you can follow us on every single social yes get yes, social baby at to my sisterhood instagram twitter come linkedin on, tiktok
0: everything there we go
1: everything you find us <laughs> everywhere and you can find us in the states everywhere <laughs> <laughs> Coming to a city near you. Coming to a city near you. (laughs) Um, So please, please follow us up, and of course, come and follow the lovely lady to the left of me in the cream. You're in the cream today. (sighs) We're we're doing matching, matching, guys. Come over and watch us on YouTube. I see you're doing (laughs) matching, matching. It's real cute. Unplanned, by the way. (laughs) at cd wateng and of course come follow me at renee kabuki we love to see it
0: make sure that you sign up to our mailing list on to to get weekly glow and grow tips sent straight to your inbox do not worry we will not spam you we will just be consistent in being there for you okay Mm -hmm. but sisters we hope that you have an amazing amazing week let us know if you want us to delve into a part two of this topic but as always keep glowing and growing ciao We're Renee and Courtney, your online sisters, and we're on a mission to help women across the world become the best version of themselves through the power of sisterhood. That's why we've written To My Sisters A Guide to Building Lifelong Friendship. From working out how to achieve your dreams to setting boundaries and managing expectations, this essential handbook will show you how to fully embrace the power of friendship and community. Packed with practical advice and personal stories from our decade-long friendship, we'll give you all the tools and advice you need to find, make and keep lifelong friendship. To My Sisters is available now online and at all good bookshops.